Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I am JT and I'm here with King of Rest Rounds, Joey. Oh, yeah, I don't get the fucking sick little mix piece vinyl. I get the fucking Team Rest Rounds. What's up to the Rest Round Nation? I see you out there. I love you guys. (laughs) Hashtag hashtag Rest Round Life. (laughs) Hashtag Rest Round Army. (laughs) Guys, this actually came up. It's it's actually pretty important and I think it's 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 a great topic. Gymnastic movements for BJJ. Their relevance, how they cross over, how some of these movements that seem kind of untouchable can be attained and, and, and are really good for you and, and your jiu-jitsu. And so I'm going to throw to you straight away, Mr. Joe, because you spent way more time on this than me. Child gymnast, naturally. <laughs> Uh, came up through the Soviet regime. Uh, yes, let me talk on my experience. Uh, I wasn't a gymnast at all, just into the movement shit a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, anyone that, that that plays with our program sees that there's there's a solid dose of body weight strength in there. Yes. And when, what, what are we talking about with gymnastics? It's like it's body weight strength and mobility. So relative, I think if we're going to turn this in, we're going to, without getting too heavy on it, it's relative strength. Right. It's your ability to control your own body, like your strength relative to your body weight. Yeah. Like what you can do. It's with the your... only body weight you got, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, you know, like powerlifts is about, yeah, but I, I deadlift like three times body weight, bro. Yeah. Yeah. This is very different to a, a muscle up or a planche or these other things. For, um, you know, so body weight strength is, is part of any good strength program, right? But think of, I guess there's certain basic movements that we all take as sort of conventional, chin-ups, push-ups, dips, body weight squats, lunges, all that kind of stuff that's great. Sure. You find that in any program. Yes. Um, where it starts to get a little bit more specialized is maybe uh, some of the stuff you might see on the rings, mm-hmm. working on the rings, supports, ring push-ups, skin the cats, inverted hangs, some of the more isometric strength movements front levers, back levers, um, L-sits, Hand shoulder stand. stands, handstands, right? <laughs> handstands are obviously a big one, like super popular, and but they're very specific, right? A handstand, like you don't need a handstand to be good at jiu-jitsu. That's not clear. However, and this is what we're going to discuss, yes. is there's a lot of benefit towards working on these movements or progressions of these movements in order to become stronger and more robust for jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And actually um, – it's interesting. I, I just this is just a sound grab from um, handstand. Ah, Yuri, Yuri, Yuri Marmastein. Marmastein. He was like handstands are wrists and shoulders. He's like you've got to you got to get that sorted out. If you don't sort that out, you're not going to have a great handstand. Mm. And I I am very limited in my understanding of handstands. Have spent a little bit of time on it. Have sucked. Continue to suck. Not as interested in it. But what I have learned in just trying to spend some time on it is, wow, my wrists are not what they should be. You know, they just – they don't have the durability that they need to support my whole weight. In the same way, I spend too much time in flexion when I'm in that protracted extended position. I don't feel strong there. And, I, and, and that doesn't mean I hide away from it, but I'm also like, whoa, that's a huge deficiency because yeah. I spent so much time the other way. 
Yeah, and I think that speaks to like the simple kind of cost benefit for a grappler is grappling will round your upper back, close your shoulders and generally make you tight and flexed in the upper body. A handstand or any kind of movement that is a progression of a handstand demands that you can open your shoulders, you can extend your upper back and you can have adequate wrist mobility. So it's not the case that we're saying, hey, you guys all need to nail a freestanding handstand. It's important. Mm. But we can use simpler variations like you would see in our standards program, wall walks, chest to wall holds, that kind of thing. Yeah. Because the, the the very nature of working on it is reversing the ill effects of grappling. 100%. And that's, and that's like the beautiful thing. That's where the um, a lot of the benefit in surfing comes from. I'm not sure if we've mentioned this, but – you know, you see that like in Brazil, uh, jiu-jitsu and surfing are very closely linked. They are. People will do both. And the, the beauty there is that surfing needs you to arch through the back, lift your upper spine, open the shoulders. Yeah. So it's a perfect counter to the ill effects of grappling. Definitely. Right? So, and, and, you know, and it works in Australia too, right? It's not just a Brazilian yeah. beach thing. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but, you know, we don't surf. Away. We're land animals. <laughs> so it's like, all right, well, you know, I guess the, the second benefit of it as I see it one is, yes, there's a very like simple, we're just reversing the shit stuff that happens to you on the mats. But the second benefit is that like, well, if we're here doing this strength training, isn't it kind of cool to be learning and developing new skills while skills, you're doing it? A hundred percent. Right. Oh. So rather than just being like, oh yeah, look, I, I can do like yeah, three sets of 22 push-ups now. I used to be able to only do three sets of 15, but yeah, next year I'm hoping to do 25. It's like, well, that's great. Push-ups get pretty fucking boring. They do. So what if we were to, to, to take that and progress it and make it a little bit trickier and, you, and you're getting stronger and all that stuff? Yeah, definitely. I, I remember just as a child, like I did gymnastics as a child, but I was very chubby and out of shape. So I was good at all the floor routine stuff, but anything that required me supporting my body weight, terrible. I could, I mean, I could roll, I could forward roll and cartwheel like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I had those front side splits, easy. You try and put me on a bar, Hollow body, like like a like, a, like try to keep that tension and then rock. No way, no way. I just I just my grip would just go. I was terrible. Right. But I always admired gymnasts from a young age. You know, watching the Olympics, you're seeing dudes up on rings. You're like, this is ridiculous. And then that's the thing I think, which is tough for a lot of people, is it's like the skills feel almost unattainable. Like it's like, how do I go from me being kind of healthy but not knowing what to do? How can I go there? Like that just seems impossible. And I, I think for some people who might be listening might go, well, that's all too hard. And I, I don't agree with that. I don't think it is all too hard. But it is, um, it is a project, isn't it, Joe? Like you've, you've put time in on different skills. Yeah, like, yeah, I guess the, the big difference is, right, we, we've spoken about this, but if, I'm, if you're new and I'm trying to, we're trying to teach you a deadlift, we can just get you started on a really lightweight and anyone can deadlift today and you can be technically proficient at that lightweight. Yep. And then over time you just add more weight and you get stronger. But with the bodyweight thing, it's like, hey, sorry, you, you can't do a push-up yet. Like you cannot do a push-up on the ground. So we need to find a way to build strength for that. And for a lot of folks that facing the reality of you just cannot do this movement yet, uh, and then the subsequent question, which is, well, how long will it be till I can do that? Well, I don't know, but you're going to have to keep working on it every week. That's confronting. Yeah, it's like, fuck. Uh, for some folks, it's like, I'm not interested in that. And that's when powerlifting comes in. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to feel powerful today. Right. And, and, you know, and I, can't, I actually can't criticize that. No. The beauty of, of, of powerlifting Simplicity. is it's simple. Yeah. yeah. So if that's what allows you to get stronger, awesome. 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we obviously think there's a huge benefit in taking that journey with the bodyweight stuff. And an example is like any – take Raylene. Yes. Uh, the, the Queen Ray Ray. Ray Ray. She's always tra- – she trains with me here at the gym in my small group sessions. She's been super consistent. So consistent. Been with us, what, like two years, two and a half years? Amazing, yeah. Um, all through the COVID lockdowns and all that. And Ray unlocked her chin-up uh, only very recently. Yeah. Now she worked on her chin up for she worked on it for two years. Yeah. She's been working on it since we started. Yeah. And it's it's it wasn't a fun two years. You know, it's, it's like you're doing work. ring rows again. Yeah. Now you're doing more ring rows. <laughs> now we're making the ring rows heavier. Oh hey Ray, you know God. what I want you to do? I want you to pause at the top of the ring row. Oh. Like it's just it's a grind. And she is the best student because she's just like, fuck yeah, what like what do you want me to do? Great, like no problems. I'll do it. But the reality is that you've got to be willing to grind out on this shit that's not particularly glamorous. Yeah in order to then, bam, unlock the chin-up and go, fuck yeah, I'm a, I'm a female and I can do a chin-up, which is a huge achievement for any girl. I believe it. Or and, any and, woman. And it's, for, for, for many men out there listening, you, you probably can't hit a good pull-up either. Right, for a lot of dudes too, but the reality is like for guys, they'll probably just get it if they keep trying. Yep. But for, for a lot of women, yep. it won't work like that. They'll have to have a process that they'll have to follow yep. pretty rigorously. Yes. Because then naturally they don't have as much upper body strength. Well, it's unfair, right? We've got gallons of testosterone and like, and, and don't get me wrong, there's plenty of strong women out there who have maybe a very high level of testosterone who <laughs> get that chin up real easy. Of course, right? Full you know. spectrum. Yeah, sure. But, but we're talking, you know, generally. Generally speaking. You know, and, and I know this, like, you know, we know from being in the gym where it's like, you're not going to go, oh, hey, class, which is half women, half men, everyone do our five sets of five chin ups. It's like, no, 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 that's not the reality for a lot of people. Yeah, that's not where you start. Yeah, so the grind is real, but the payoff is huge. It's massive. You know, if you can get through it. And for Ray, it's like, fuck yeah. She's like, man, I worked on that chin up. She goes, I used to try and do it back before I was training. Like I did it for so long and fuck, it's so cool to have it. It's hard earned. Yeah, and it's, it's almost like getting a belt where it's like once you realize you got it, you're super excited and then you're like, well, it's, nothing's changed. What's I'm next? still the same person. Yeah, I'm going to move forward. Man, I remember I was speaking to a friend of mine uh, who's an ex-gymnast and I said to him, I want to do a plant. And I, you know, I am 80% lower body. Like, <laughs> like that's what my weight is. Like we all want to do a plant. We all want to do a plant <laughs> because like I was really loved – Break dancing as a as a teenager, just really wanted to be able to pull out some cool moves. And I was like, you know, the planche is just such a that you can't fake that. Like you just be able to suspend you. So imagine you if you don't know what a planche is, guys, you you're in a push up position, your shoulders are quite far forward of your hands, and you are horizontal, like you your legs Feet are off, off the, ground. the ground. And you're holding that position strongly. That's crazy. I mean, even if you are holding it not strongly, Strength. it's, it's fucking strong. It's like incredible. even if it's messy and it's, shaky, that wow. is a fucking hard position. Crazy. And he said to me, oh, yeah, that's what you want to do. Cool. And he showed me this full wrist prep routine. Right. And I felt like just after this 20-minute wrist prep, oh, I've, really, <laughs> I've suffered two really bad wrist locks. He's like, now you go to work. I'm like, what? <laughs> I can't put weight in my hands. <laughs> and then he was teaching me all this stuff about like getting my glutes to really work and my back to work to hold the position and, and my shoulder position and like doing tuck versions of it and doing it on parallettes. And I was just like – this is impossible. Like, but what was cool about it? Well, I did get a tuck planche for on on parallettes for about twenty seconds. Nice, which which w- w- was a big achievement. Yeah, after working at it. But I was like, big deal with your hips, oh, man. How do I take this to the next level? But what I found was my core and my shoulders got crazy strong. Like yeah. a strength that really I didn't. I hadn't experienced a lot 
doing other forms of training, these really hard isometric holds. And I think isometric strength is a really um, big part of jiu-jitsu no one talks about. Yeah. Even though we use it a lot. And that's where, you know, we do like chest to bar holds and hangs and stuff like that. That's like super valuable. Yeah. Isometrics for anyone that's not familiar with the term just means getting into a position where you're exerting force and holding it. Yeah. So squeeze. So think about when you're holding, like you got seatbelt on someone's back and you're fucking squeezing. That's an isometric hold. Um, versus, like you could say that maybe that mirrors somewhat like a chin up. But a chin up, you pull in, you go out. You go in, you go. So yeah. it would be like hold the top of the chin up and stay there. Keep it. Yeah, that's kind of you know the training version of it. I guess that the big thing there is the body weight strength work requires you to develop levels of strength and coordination, coordination. in your body that you just cannot replicate with an external weight. Yes. You cannot replicate it with a barbell or a kettlebell or a sandbag, whatever, because it's just different. It's now it's it's your whole body working to achieve this position. Mm. And I think that's where like, yeah, you know, you look at, we use the chin up as an example of pulling strength, but fuck man, there's so much benefit to it. Like the elbow strength, the core strength that comes about from that. Definitely. You know, everything around the scapula, like, in that way, I do believe that bodyweight strength is the superior choice if you had to choose. Sure. However, it also has its shortfalls. Well, I don't know if yeah. we're talking about them today. There's limitations. But, yeah, of course, which is, which is again why we believe the combination of that and lifting weights is the most potent. That's right. And look, you know, I was really keen on levers for a time as well. And I, I was able to get, you know, be able to do a front lever for a couple of reps. I could hit about eight reps and then I could We're talking like pulling into it? Yeah. Man. Yeah, but the thing I didn't realize is just how hard it was on the lats. Mm. I was like, this is a core, like this is abs. You know, like I just didn't understand how like that straight arm and – It's all shoulder. Oh, shoulder and so hard. But you learn this from doing it. Yeah. And I think for me that's where I see a massive value um, is that awareness of self. It shows you deficiencies – but then it also gets you to really try to tune in like what have I got to do to make this work? And that, that's different for everyone. And you, you know, As a coach, you can try and give people pointers and cues but they might just one time in that position hold it. They're like, oh, I, I, it clicked. I, I got a feeling. I touched that feeling of knowing what that, how that works for them. Yes. And I, I believe as a learning process, gymnastic movements uh, are fantastic in that way. Yeah, I think there's a um, – I'm sure I've said this before. Fuck, with the amount of episodes we've done, I'm pretty sure everything we've said has been – we've said <laughs> it before. Said it before. <laughs> but um, but one, of, one of my most influential coaches, Ido Portal, he has a great line about, uh, about weightlifting and about uh, bodyweight strength. He says, the, hip, the shoulders crave complexity, the hips crave intensity. Right. right? And if you think about that, uh, intensity, as we're talking about it, is load. Yes. And a barbell, we're talking about like simple powerlifting movements. Perfect example, it's a simple movement, but because of the barbell, you can load it to a really high intensity, right? Yes. And the hips respond very well to that. Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, like any kind of barbell stuff is awesome for it. Kettlebells, whatever, because the hips are not a highly complex joint. They've got a bit of rotation and they flex and extend and, you know, whatever, abduct and stuff, but they're pretty basic. You compare it to the shoulder. Oh. The shoulder is a highly complex joint, right? Yeah. Now think about this. So think about what, what your shoulder's doing when you're throwing a ball yeah. or when you're hitting different fucking grip, grips on your guillotine finish yeah. or, you know, uh, if you're swinging like kids on monkey bars, like yeah. think of how um, intricate the shoulder is. Now if we apply the same, the same idea of the hips where 
well, I'm going to do heavy presses and heavy pulls, yeah. right? Great, but there's zero complexity to that. So you're taking a joint that is inherently very complex and you're just working two patterns. Very 2D, very linear. Yeah. So gymnastics, because we're now using our body rather than using a weight that's acting against, like using a, a barbell that's just falling in regard, you know, relation to gravity, yeah. we can now access all of these different aspects of that joint. And I think it's why when you, you know, when you see a gymnast doing that shit, you're like, what the fuck are they even doing on the rings? That's like, crazy. You can't even understand it. No. Um, if you've ever grappled with someone that has a bit of that, you feel it. Like I've grappled with some of the top movement guys. I remember yeah. grappling with Roy Gold. Yeah, and, right. And he's one of Vito's top guys. Incredible. And, and I'm like, oh my God, bro. Like you are fucking unbreakable. Like he's yeah. so strong. And it's, and it's just because everything is developed everywhere. All positions. Yeah. And so that's the, you know, so for us as like as regular folk who are looking to get a bit stronger, well, what if we start to introduce some more of those positions? Definitely. Again, not trying to plug our shit too hard, but if you look at like the wall walks, the skin, the cats, the stuff that we've got at the more high levels in the standards program, it's all about that. That's right. It's all about taking you to those ranges and getting you strong where you're probably not that strong. Yeah. We want to extend your comfort zone. We don't want you to just get good at what you can kind of already do. You know, in the same way, we have to have this recalibration in our mind when we do jujitsu. Oh, I got to lie down on my back and I've got to turn upside down. And like, but when you see people who've done that over and over again, they're so fluid and their movement's so controlled, they can not only do it with their own body weight, they can do that with someone on top of them trying to crush them. Yeah. And, and I think what is so good about all the kind of major gymnastic movements that are actually it's not that they're incredibly hard to learn. They just take a long time to get good at. You've got to be prepared to spend that time there. There is obviously a huge complexity when you introduce something like the rings, rings routines, etc. Mm. But, I mean, you know, and don't let me – feel free to jump in, Joe. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he will. Oh, you want my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep your two cents. Um, I think it's, it's really interesting – that when you add skill, there's a degree of satisfaction that comes with that. and But sometimes that can, like we were saying before, it can kind of push people away. But what the heart of any skill is the stick-to-itness, your ability to show up and do it and do it and do it and do it. And that really, there's a huge value in, in that lesson of being dedicated and, and, and getting some goodness out of, struggling at a thing and, and chipping away at it and it being different to jiu-jitsu which actually helps you i think so many people are trying to be like yeah but i want to do gi pull-ups and what's the explosive rotational like yeah you know just trying to do jiu-jitsu trying to mimic jiu-jitsu in, in the gym, gym when actually that's the last thing you need to do you actually need to do uh some really good work that will help balance you but then also help develop you. And I think the, the skill element of this is, is incredibly valuable. Yeah, I think what you're alluding to there is like basic foundational stuff that's yeah. building a really sick base so that then when you jump on the mats, you have the ability then to apply more of this like higher level type movement stuff into yeah. how you train, how you compete. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the like for people listening, right? So it might be like, oh, well, fuck, what do I, you know, do I need to be working on the plants and where am I at with that? There, there's an end point where this stuff, like here's the deal. If you're willing to give six days a week to your strength training, then yes, you can chase planches and levers and have relative success with those things over the next few years. Uh, but if you're not, it's probably better like 
don't don't go to the to the upper end of those of those skills but definitely start to introduce some of the more foundational elements of those skills yeah yeah again it's a lot of stuff we do right so it's like push-ups dips once you got dips maybe then you could go to ring dips Rings, yeah. right like that's a really great transition with pull-ups it's like well you could go like you could get chin-ups first yeah. underhand then you could get onto pull-ups which is overhand bit tougher yeah. Then you could make it harder by going to a hollow body pull-up. Yeah. Then you could make it harder by going to an L-hang pull-up. Oh, yeah. Right? Like that's a level of progression. It might You might have a chin-up now and it might take you three to five years to get a really good L-hang pull-up. Yeah. But the beauty is is that you're constantly developing and progressing and building new skills. Yeah. Um, I think those are really nice achievable ones and that's kind of what we try and lay out in the program. I think the problem is when we, uh, when we look at this stuff and let me draw an example on um, – on powerlifting, say, sure. When you get a jiu-jitsu person who's like, "I want to back squat double body weight," mm. it's like that's cool, but that's a specialized goal. That's a project. Yeah, you need to be very committed to your back squat, like to your barbell strength training, in order to achieve that. Yeah. Um, it's not going to come from I show up to the gym once or twice a week and do a few it's, heavy it's, sets. It's, t- it's time allocation. Yeah, and if you're already strapped for time, <laughs> you know you got to know the cost for what you want. And if you haven't spent time around that, you don't fully get what it takes. And maybe that's a journey you've got to go on, but that is a journey that actually takes time away from jujitsu. That's right. You've got to sacrifice, right, that's to right. achieve that. You've got to choose. And that's, that's just an important thing for, for you guys listening to know is that there is a trade-off for everything you want to chase. So a lot of what we put out is like, hey, this is achievable for the majority of you. And this is enough to give you the crossover. This is enough to give you good stuff, so you feel better when you're old. That said, my future plans for the standards program is to have like a black belt version. Yes. That is really just moving towards the hard shit. Oh, yeah. For well, people actually, that are like, hey, I actually froth this training thing super hard and I want to train like three, four days a week. What can you give me? I think, was it Vaughn might have sent a message? I don't know if he contacted you. Could have been. I think, shout out to Vaughn. What's up, Vaughn? Um, had said, hey, man, have you considered an advanced version? Oh. I was like, Cah. You write back, you are... <laughs> Not not ready. <laughs> you are dead. I had, definitely. But he's like, oh, I've got brown belt standard here. I've got black belt standard there. He's like, what's next? Like, where do we go? And I'm like, bro, you're probably, you're probably pretty good. Yeah. You know, like, go you, and enjoy jiu-jitsu. Yeah, just go, go, <laughs> kill, go kill people. <laughs> like, you know, don't get me wrong. There's some enjoyment in getting that real high-level skill uh, for your personal satisfaction, but you probably don't need it per se. But, yeah, definitely we've got, we got some new stuff coming. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing. Some people will want it, right? Like you, you get like we're into training. Yeah. So it's like, oh well, naturally we're going to chase some things that are slightly beyond what is adequate for what we require it for. Yeah. And and that's great if you're into it. Like do it. Yeah. But do know that there's a price to pay. Oh yes, indeed there is. Do we? Do I need to answer any? Is there any questions off the back of what we just said? No, I I think the thing we should circle back on is a, a good place to start is we have incorporated plenty of these into our home gym program as well as the standards program in terms of you getting access to those skills which directly cross over to your jiu-jitsu. Now, if you really want to chase a freestanding handstand for five minutes or something like that, you can go that path, but we've already filtered it for you. I think that's the easiest thing to say. So even though it's really cool to do like a strict muscle-up or any of these higher-level skills – it does take time and I think both Joey and I have pursued these paths in different ways and that we hear you, we see you 
and we've already gone there. We think and we're, it, it is an evolving process that we've been able to find a really good sweet spot between body weight, gymnastic skills, barbell, kettlebell, dumbbell, like all, all the other components which are going to just make you a handful when you roll, which is really what we would like for all of you. Yeah, the combo is where it's at. Get robust. My guy. Thank you, fam. Hey, guys, if you need any help, go to bulletproofofbjj.com. Sign up for the program, free trial. Use the code BJJ Podcast. You get 20% off. App dropping soon. Oof. See you guys on the next one. See you.